Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real-life stories of transformation, navigating life, and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths, and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, Certified Transformation Coach and Mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Welcome back, beauties. I am really excited to be creating this episode because communication and boundaries is something that I've spent so much time working on. And if I'm completely honest, Talking to my clients and loved ones about navigating difficult conversations is seriously one of my favorite things. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but when someone says that they need to have a difficult conversation, I get so freaking excited because I honestly believe that any conversation can be done with heart, even if it's going to be difficult. And it's the same with boundaries. I get really excited by these two topics and I do promise to do another episode on boundaries. And I think the reason that I do get so excited is because I know how important they are to everybody. As someone who used to shut down and not express myself and having moved through that to a place where I'm now super comfortable having the most difficult conversations, I can honestly tell you that your entire life will change when you embrace those icky conversations. Obviously, there's so many different reasons that we need to have these conversations and each one will require a different approach. You also need to think about who you're having the conversation with, knowing that there will be some people in your life who will project their feelings and insecurities onto you. Some will react without thinking. Others may go quiet. And then there'll be those ones who are so open to hearing what you have to say and it makes it really easy no matter who it is you're talking to, go in prepared. And what I mean by that is rather than just thinking about what you want and need to say, think about who you're speaking to, how they may respond and what their needs might be. That way, prior to having the conversation, you've already thought about what the possible reactions may be, meaning that if they do happen, you're not going to be caught off guard. So let's chat through a few of the key aspects to effectively communicate your needs with heart. Maybe grab a pen and paper if you're at home or come back to this episode whenever you need to. First, give yourself time to process. What I mean by this is don't launch into a conversation or an argument without thinking about what you're saying and more importantly, what you want to say The quickest way to start a fight and make you feel like shit is to instantly react to something that someone has said or done. So basically what you're doing is if someone says something that doesn't sit right with you or there's something that's unresolved or troubling you, rather than 
starting a screaming match or laying blame or just speaking for the sake of speaking, you're actually taking the time to think about what it is that bothers you or what's unresolved or what it is that you feel like you need to communicate. Maybe this means sleeping on it, journaling on it, going for a walk, but just giving yourself time to step away from whatever's going on so you can come back to you, reassess what it is you want to say and why it is you feel that way. Now, some people may struggle with this in terms of the people that you're communicating with and all you need to do is say, yes, I want to talk about this but I just need a moment to collect my thoughts. By doing this, it means that when you have that conversation, you're able to do it in a really productive and articulate way rather than, you know, getting flustered, anxious and potentially causing more harm. The same goes for texts. Don't ever feel like you need to respond to someone immediately. And full disclosure, I'm the worst at remembering to text friends back sometimes and it doesn't cause arguments because we're grown-ups and we realise that sometimes we just forget. But if someone is launching at you in a text message, take the time to think about what you want to say in response. You know, what are they saying? And what do you really want to say? Not, you know, what are you saying in a reaction to what they've said? And also, you know, I'm a big advocate for just not responding. If someone is abusing you or there's nothing that you can really say in return, someone's looking for a fight, just remove yourself from the situation. And if you have someone in your life who is one of those people who's like, you must respond to my text messages within half an hour or an hour or whatever it is, you know, I think that says more about them than it does about you. But just know that your boundaries matter, okay? The second point I want to talk about is think about your approach. Again, this comes down to firstly thinking about what approach is going to make you feel comfortable, but also what is going to make the other person feel comfortable as well. This might mean thinking about the little things such as where are you going to have the conversation? You know, it needs to be somewhere that's mutually agreeable, comfortable, where you have time and space to talk without being interrupted. Thinking about when are you going to have the conversation? This is really important, especially if it's going to be a longer chat. Take into consideration what each of you have on, when you're going to be alone and when you have that time, right? There's nothing worse than, you know, if you're in the middle of cooking dinner and you're like, I'm not happy with this and, you know, firstly the other person feels completely off guard but you don't have the time and space to sit and talk about it, right? And another little point to think about is think about whatever the situation is from both perspectives. You obviously have something that you need to get off your chest, but have you stopped to think about what the other person's perspective might be? Have you thought about how they might feel, knowing how you feel? Okay, so when you're thinking about your approach, take into consideration where you want to have the conversation, when you want to have the conversation, and just going at it from a place where you've looked at both perspectives. If you want to have a conversation with heart where you're able to express yourself and your needs, you also need to think about the other person. So it might be that you say to them, hey, I really want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind and I want to work out a time that suits both of us where we can sit down and chat without having to rush off and do something. How easy is that? Super simple. 
but it's often the small details that we forget. If you think about the start of any relationship, whether it's friendship or romantic or whatever, you always think about the other person's needs, right? You want to make them happy and you'll do anything to do that and vice versa. But the longer we know each other, the better or the deeper we get into those relationships, the more we tend to forget about the other person, especially if our needs aren't being met. Which leads to the third point that I want to make. This episode is proudly sponsored by the Unshakable Mindset Bootcamp, a free three-day challenge to overcome the subconscious self-sabotaging behaviours that are keeping you stuck so that you can get out of your own way, start to embrace every part of yourself and show up as your unapologetic self. The Unshakable Mindset Bootcamp will be happening over three days from Monday the 2nd of August to Wednesday the 4th of August at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is going to be an incredible three days where you will be given the tools and strategies to really shift your mindset and make everlasting change. To register for the Unshakable Mindset Bootcamp, simply click the link in the show notes below. You must be registered to get access to the bonus workbook and the day three masterclass. I cannot wait to see you in there. Explain your needs and how you're feeling. Yep, that's right. I want you to use that icky and scary F word, feelings. And this follows on from my previous episodes on vulnerability. Sometimes we can explain something until we're black and blue in the face and feel like we're hitting our heads against a brick wall. And maybe that's because the other person doesn't understand how it makes you feel or why it means so much to you. I'll give you an example of this from my own life because that's what I do. And this is where the power of journaling plays such a huge part in my life. When Chris and I first started dating, there are a couple of things that really got to me and I tried to explain it to him, but it got met with a lot of resistance because in his mind, I was worried about nothing, right? To him, it was, you've got nothing to worry about. So I don't know why this is an issue. And Let me tell you, that can be infuriating, (laughs) trying to tell your partner how you're feeling and feeling like you're being dismissed in a way. But the thing was, he wasn't dismissing me. He just didn't understand where I was coming from. And one day in my journal, I was angry and frustrated and just needed a purge. So I went to town on my journal. And this is when so much clarity came through from me. And I'm not surprised because that's always where I get the clarity from. But what came up was I felt like he was being really blasé about what I had to say. And in doing that, I felt disrespected. I felt like he didn't care about my feelings. My feelings weren't valid. And I felt like I wasn't being seen. And I told him that. I actually showed him the paragraph in my journal and said, this is how I feel. And in doing that, it finally allowed him to see how I was feeling and why it was such an issue because it was just him being, well, this isn't an issue for me, so why is it for you? Which isn't always the case, right? Every human is different and we think and work and operate differently. So we need to be able to look at each other's perspectives. 
obviously after this we had an amazing conversation, talked through it and, you know, it's never been a problem again. So it just goes to show that sometimes we need to be a little bit vulnerable in order to get our point across. And the fourth point that I want to make is when you're having a conversation, go in with a solution or a question, not just a problem. And this is probably my number one tip for having a conversation with heart. Anyone can go into a conversation and tell someone their problems, right? But not everyone thinks of having a solution to that problem. If you think about the work environment, we can easily identify when something doesn't feel right or when we're annoyed by something. So there will be times that employees go to their managers and go, this is my problem, right? They'll tell them their problem and just expect their boss to fix it all. Whereas if you go into the meeting and say, I've been feeling frustrated, angry, upset, whatever the emotion is because of dot, 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 give them the reason and it's making me feel this way because of dot, dot, dot and what I've done is I've sat down and thought about it and looked at ways that we can move through this and make things a little bit better. And these are the possible solutions I've come up with. Then you list those possible solutions, A, B, C, D, however many you've got. Don't go in with too many. Um, Then once you've said that, once you've told them your possible solutions or thoughts that you've had, you say, I would love to hear your thoughts on these. Or if there's any other way that you think we can resolve this issue, I'd be so open to hearing about that as well. I can tell you right now, every single manager is going to respond so much better to the second approach because you're showing initiative and taking responsibility for what's going on. So rather than just landing all of your problems on your boss, you're going, cool, this is a situation. I've gone away and I've thought about it. This is what I think we can do. But obviously I really want your input into this. Similarly, if you're having a conversation with someone you're in a relationship you can go in and say, this is how I've been feeling about this, dot, dot, dot. I've been thinking about ways we can work through this and this is what I was thinking. I'd love to know what your thoughts are. The other really powerful thing to do in this situation is what is commonly known as a compliment sandwich, very corporate of me. But let's say your partner has a tendency to leave dirty clothes lying around the house and it really pisses you off. And please note, dirty clothes can be code for anything, right? (laughs) You can make it your own. You can go in and say, hey, babe, I'm so grateful for you helping out for dinner and doing the dishes every night and I bloody love living with you. But I was wondering if you think you could put your dirty clothes in the basket instead of leaving them on the floor. It just really irks me and I don't want us to argue over something so small. I really appreciate everything you do for me. So I'm hoping that you can do this one little thing for me right? So you're starting and ending that statement or that conversation with a compliment. And don't give a fake compliment, like be genuine in what you're complimenting them on, okay? Or you don't even necessarily have to back end the conversation with a compliment. Hey, babe, I know you love me and you would do anything for me and I'm so grateful to have you in my life. There is one little thing that's been getting to me a bit and I've tried to work it out on my own, but I need your help. Sometimes when I tell you something, 
If you disagree, I feel like you can be a bit dismissive rather than listening to what I have to say. And this makes me really upset. And I don't want to feel that way. And I don't want to withdraw, but I know that this is what's going to happen if it continues. So I wanted to tell you how I feel. I realize this may not be your intention at all, but I just wanted to express how I feel. So I'd love it if you were a little bit more open when I was telling you something and listened rather than responding to me immediately without thinking about what I've said. But I would love to know what you think about this and what we can do to move through this together. Powerful, huh? That's a pretty big conversation to have, but by wording it that way, it doesn't make it that big. Do you see what I mean? Conversations can seem petrifying, but when you take a step back and think about what it is you want to communicate... It doesn't have to be that, like it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to cause arguments because you've taken the time to reflect and then express. But you're also doing it from a place where you're showing love and kindness and compassion to the other person as well and not just going in saying, this pisses me off and you need to do something about it. Because again, it's not going to end well, right? And these examples that I've just given you, They can be used for friendships, family members, anyone really. You just change the words to fit, right? You're not going to go up to your mum and go, hey, babe. (laughs) Well, maybe you do and there's nothing wrong with that either. So they're my main tips on how to communicate with heart. Plan ahead. Give yourself time to process. Think about your approach. Explain your needs and how you're feeling And go in with a solution or a question, not just a problem. Now to close out, I want to touch on why it is so important that you plan ahead. If you're having a conversation with someone and they completely reject the idea, tell you it's all in your head and they don't know what you're talking about, basically gaslighting you, then in my opinion, it's time to reassess that relationship. In the past, there have been friends that I haven't spoken to for a while and I've really missed. And I've messaged them, telling them that, knowing full well that their response was going to determine whether I released that friendship from my life or whether we remained friends. Then you've got, you know, some people might project onto you. So they'll lash out initially. And if you've planned ahead, you'll know that this is their usual pattern of behaviour. So you'll be able to give them some time and space to think about whatever you've spoken of and then come back to it when they've calmed down a little bit. And if you're lucky, the person you're talking about will be so open to having this conversation and will want to work it out with you straight away, right? They're not going to be upset or mad or project onto you. As I've said before, and I will continue to say it, communication is essential for any relationship to work. And honestly, it's the primary reason that my previous relationship didn't work because we didn't communicate. Yes, I went through a big transition and lots of changes and I changed as a person. And when I evolved, I had big plans, a big vision and wanted to know that we were on the same page. And when I asked any of these questions, I just kept getting met with so much resistance and you know, I was with someone who wasn't prepared to tell me what he wanted. I knew he loved me, but it got to the point where that wasn't enough. 
I know that I need to be with someone who speaks to me, who talks to me, who listens to me, who tells me about them, their day and any other random thing that I ask. You know, if I ask them about something from the past, they don't just shut me down. You know, it's just, it's so important. And as humans, we want to be seen and we, in order to be seen, we need to show a certain level of vulnerability for the other person to see us, to understand where we're coming from and what we're asking for. So I really encourage you to not be afraid to explain why you're feeling a certain way, especially when it comes to sadness, right? I've had a number of conversations with people in my life recently about crying or showing emotions in front of their family and children. And sometimes parents feel like they can't or shouldn't cry in front of their kids. Or when they do, they notice a shift in their kids' behaviour. You know, maybe they pretend that they're okay or maybe they withdraw a bit because they don't want to upset their parent. Like no one likes seeing their parents cry. And my advice to this is to be really open to tell them why you're crying or to tell them what you're upset about. If it's to do with them, say it's because you care so much about them. And if it's not something else, tell them what it is. Say that you want to have that relationship where you're able to be open with each other. And sometimes that means crying in front of each other. And it's the same with relationships. You know, you could be with someone who's like, what are you crying about? And you tell them. This is why I'm crying and I want you to see me for me and this is who I am. And something that has shifted in me drastically over the years is my level of comfort in crying because crying is so natural. It's a form of release. It's a form of healing and sometimes we need it in order to move past something. But as a society, we're told not to cry. So we try and suppress it and try and move on and it just doesn't help. So open up, communicate your needs and remember, start small. Take it one step at a time. The more you embrace difficult conversations and the more regularly you have them when they need to be had, the easier they will become. Trust me, I'm a master of this. (laughs) So... I really hope this episode has helped you and has given you something to take away and think about. As always, if there's a conversation that you need to have and you want some help, please reach out to me. Just send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. And if you did love this episode, I would love for you to share it on socials. Give it some love because as a society, we don't embrace conversations enough and you just never know who needs to hear this. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. It really is one of my favorite things to do and hearing your feedback each week just really, really fills my heart. So thank you again for being here and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.